0: Hey Boos, welcome to Crime and Spirits, your one-stop shop for handcrafted cocktails, spooky stories, and all things true crime.
1: I am your resident bartender, Suze, and I'll be teaching you all a new drink recipe at the beginning of each of our episodes. And I'm Bree, drinker of the drinks, and I write the stories we tell. So, what should you expect while listening to us? Well, good question. There's going to be some swearing.
0: Oh, a lot of
1: swearing. Probably some rambling. Definitely rambling. And most likely a lot of off-topic pop culture references. We specialize
0: in box Burgers and maybe Always Sunny. Definitely. But what do you want from us? We're going to be drinking. And hopefully you will be too. So come hang out with us each week. And if you want to spend more time with us, check out the description for the link
1: to all of our socials. Let's buckle up buttercups and sip tight. Let's get into it.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Crime and
1: Spirits. Woo-hoo. I am Brie. And I'm Suze.
0: And we are going to go right back into Eileen Warnus. today, guys. Uh, thank you for coming back, first and foremost. We appreciate you.
1: We do. We love you. And
0: um, Suze, there is no different drink today, correct? There
1: is not. I actually, we just decided that the Swamp Monster was so damn good that we're just going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it really is good. We're not rum, people. We did discuss this.
0: Yeah. Although at a wedding, I do really enjoy a good captain in ginger ale. I don't know why. Have you Shia ever mixed captain with
1: orange juice? Tastes like a creamsicle.
0: That sounds interesting. hmm
1: Huh. So for those of you, if you don't remember, or if you're just jumping into things now, we made the Swamp Monster last week. Mm-hmm. It came out fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Really it's good. It's banana rum melon schnapps and a little bit of pineapple orange juice it's a weird funky like neon green sort of the hulk color um but i like it because it's sort of swampy looking Mm -hmm. which um again we're talking about eileen warnos all of her victims um or i guess all of her murders took place in florida which to me is swamp central
0: so if you missed last week um we post our drink ingredients every Friday on our social medias. We have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And we will have everything linked in the description of the episode for you. So if you are just jumping in and you don't really give a shit about the first half of the episode, that's cool. No, no, deal. no judgments care. here. Um, I always find the trial part of cases the most interesting. So, I mean... I'm here for it. Um, But definitely go check us out on social media. You'll see what it is that we're drinking. That's true. Everything will be posted and linked and all of the things.
1: Also, if you can't find it, just hit us up. I'll I'll happily send you the recipe and how to make it and and the whole nine yards.
0: We were kind of discussing this a little bit earlier, too. Like, if you guys find that you're not a big fan of a particular drink ingredient, like, you guys don't know this about me, but I'm really picky... I don't generally she is i i am i'm working on it
1: she's getting better
0: i'm trying Mm -hmm. i'm at least trying to try things baby steps (laughs) it's baby steps um but if there's something that you guys don't like or you don't particularly care for or you can't find an ingredient for whatever reason don't hesitate to reach out um has she manages the instagram i manage the facebook we still collaborate on everything but if you have a alcohol related specific question Hit us up on Instagram, at Crime and Spirits Pod. She'd be more than happy to help you guys out.
1: I have a full list of substitutions you can make for almost anything that I make. For sure.
0: Or if you're not a drinker and you want a mocktail version of it, let us know.
1: We got you, boo.
0: We're going to try to start working in some non-alcoholic alternatives, I yeah. think, just to make sure. I want to make sure that anybody can enjoy us, not just us alcoholics, we're not it, alcoholics oh, and alcoholics. honestly
1: you don't need to drink while you're listening to no. us i just feel as though it makes it more fun
0: this is how we have our true crime discussion
1: it's true before we started the podcast this is what we did this on saturday we did. nights. we
0: <laughs> would just get a <laughs> box of wine and a box y'all pick, not even a bottle pick a just documentary a or two and just fucking go in so hence why we're here so just kind of putting a little business out there in the front but we're gonna get back into it
1: business in the front party in the back Yeah,
0: and then a little business at the
1: end. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit
0: mullets are back i okay i was at Walmart so really many mullets today. we have to do some grocery shopping really quick i saw the most ridiculous haircut guys it was this woman and she had like curly, oh it was curly a hair. woman oh no oh yeah and it was like almost afro-ish like tight afro-ish but then she had the longest like rat tail braid but it was like straight up braided down to her ass crack Why? But there was no other part of her hair that was long. It was literally just, like, the back. You know where people do, like, undercuts Yeah. they shave that up? That was where the braid was.
1: I literally just want to go up to people and be like, so what's this? I stopped. (laughs) What is this?
0: Because I had to run back to the back of the store for something that we forgot, because of course we did. And so (laughs) I'm walking, and I just stop for a second. I'm like, what? Jenny would have loved it.
1: Aww. (laughs) Jenny Papa Squad." Yeah.
0: She would have been like, "Who? what...
1: She is a hairstylist, by the way, yes. by profession, yes. so she probably would have been slightly bald.
0: I always send her like random shit.
1: Don't tell her I cut my own hair.
0: <laughs> you just don't. She listens to us. That's every...
1: fine. I
0: told her she has to do her homework if she wants to be on it.
1: Truth. You're right, girl.
0: Okay, so to do a quick little recap, Eileen had a shitty childhood,
1: super shitty.
0: She became a prostitute at a very young age. At like
1: fifteen, y'all
0: lit fires, mm. stole, mm-hmm. hung out at the pit, the
1: pit, the pit.
0: <laughs> became a lesbian.
1: Yep. Well, I mean, to be honest, I'd be done with men too if I were her.
0: Like before I met Mark, I was very close. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I was only twenty, and I, I was cannot really do this anymore.
1: Especially like, because uh, Eileen, all of the men in Eileen's life save for her brother i guess treated yeah. her just like a piece of shit
0: yeah and that or like a was sex object
1: weird. yes that was also weird so
0: she meets tyria moore and then becomes a murderer and then she violently shoots and kills seven, seven
1: men. men so that's where we're at Except welcome back
0: <laughs> so eileen killed these seven men over the course of just one year across several different counties, and because of that, police were having a difficult time pinning down the culprit.
1: This happens all the time. We've
0: already discussed it several times. Thanks to the consistency of the MO, they were pretty sure that they were all connected, so good police work there, guys. (laughs) (laughs) They decide to release their sketches from the accident nationwide. And this scared the shit out of Tyria.
1: As it should. Yeah. Because they had basically her face. Right. In, in police circulation. plastered everywhere.
0: everywhere. Um, I was too young to have any memory of this, but my grandmother, I remember, watched the movie when it came out. Uh, Charlize Theron played Eileen Wornos in... Oh, sorry about the mic hit. <laughs> That's probably going to sound shitty, and I'm really sorry about it. It'll be fine. Um, I remember my grandmother watching the movie, and that was kind of like my first introduction because I was not allowed to watch it, and she kind of told me about everything, and I remember her showing me the picture of the sketches, and they're like pretty is spot on, pretty pretty accurate.
1: That's what I thought too.
0: So according to Tyria, she was quote unquote innocent. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to like make a T-shirt that has like air quotes. It's true. Um, and despite claiming that she was too afraid of Eileen to leave, she, um, she, I confused myself with my sentence. So, earlier in the last first part, we had discussed that when Tyria was told by Eileen what she had done, Tyria claims that she herself was too scared of Eileen at that point to, to leave, leave her. Mm-hmm. So, we're at the point now where their sketches are plastered everywhere nationally, and so despite being afraid of her girlfriend, Tyrea bounces, and she heads back to stay with family in Pennsylvania, because of course she's from fucking Pennsylvania.
1: I was like, no, isn't it like Scranton or something? I was like, oh I think no. So. <laughs> uh,
0: the police continue to investigate in the meantime, and they strike gold in the form of some fingerprints. Harken back to last week they stole a car as they did oftentimes with mm-hmm. their uh, victims fingerprints fucking everywhere
1: well and 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 <laughs> because dirt to her they crashed said vehicle <laughs> right. and then fled the scene in a panic so exactly mm-hmm.
0: so what happened was florida pd manages to figure out which pawn shop eileen used
1: i believe i think it i read there was a there was a receipt
0: in yes, the vehicle. there was a receipt in the car from a
1: specific the, mm-hmm. pawn shop.
0: They get the police get records of the items that are sold there. Some of these items belonged to Eileen's victims, so they were able to kind of put two and two together. And also, Eileen used a couple different aliases at the pawn shops, which I mean, at least she was like, she trying, was trying to cover
1: her tracks.
0: <laughs> i think this also speaks to her lack of education
1: because I mean, oh, she sure. dropped out of school oh yeah absolutely yeah, and can... she's for all intents and purposes has lived basically a street life mm-hmm. since she was 15 i think when she was kicked Maybe out of the even house
0: before she was kicked out at 15 but i mean she started she started hooking at 11
1: that's ugh, you 11. guys no wonder she's fucked up
0: i was playing with barbies at 14 i don't it just i don't get it
1: at eleven, there's no way I would be prepared for that kind of lifestyle. No. <laughs> nor nor was Eileen obviously. I wouldn't be prepared for that kind of lifestyle. Even now, now at mm-hmm. thirty-two,
0: like I, I need, I need more than I can. I didn't even like enjoy camping as a child. My mom and her boyfriend, avid campers, they would literally go live Aww, on a mountain for I like a week. I loved
1: camping. Well, they
0: went on like they went like you needed to like bury your poop kind of camping. Oh yeah,
1: no, <laughs> I would like a bathroom and also a <laughs> yeah. shower. Thank, Thank you.
0: you. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. So I guess I would prefer glamping as an adult. I feel like I would appreciate. My it sister more. is
1: a hardcore glamper.
0: I'm just gonna have your sister arrange everything. You should just have forward. her plan everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that.
1: honestly, she plans the best vacations. Seriously.
0: So, uh, aliases. She used a alias of Cami Marsh Green, and she pawned. She used this one to pawn Richard Mallory's camera. He was victim number one. Mm-hmm. David Spears's tools. I think he was. Was he the second one? I
1: believe, yeah. He was the construction guy, correct? I,
0: I think so. Let me let so me just shuffle, shuffle, shuffle.
1: Yep, he was actually the second one. Mm-hmm. The construction okay. worker.
0: That's what I thought. So, I guess there's this law in, in Florida. It's a weird law. Fucking shocker. Because Florida's, Florida's got like...
1: Y'all, I'm, I'm sorry if you're from Florida. Your state is crazy.
0: <laughs> Kate Razzie. Literally. <laughs> um, there is... This is an interesting law, though. That it they require a fingerprint... When you pawn something.
1: Which, obviously, as we said last week, I have no knowledge of how pawn shops actually work. I watch Pawn Stars (laughs) from time to time, but I know that's for the TV cameras. Right.
0: So, I guess, from what I understood, and it was a little difficult for me to follow, so bear with me, but it it seems as if the fingerprint that Eileen gave under the guise of being Cami was linked to a persona... Under the name of Lori Christina Grody, which, which
1: I think it's another of her another aliases. Alias of hers.
0: And this is the identity matched to the fingerprints left in Seam's car.
1: That sounds right. So
0: that is kind of like the the trajectory of them kind of putting two and putting two everything two to
1: together. <laughs> together. I like that two and two and two and perhaps <laughs> will arrive two. at an answer.
0: Um, all of this information was given to the national crime information center and that's where they kind of started to compile everything
1: um a few months after eileen murdered walter on january 9th 1991 she's arrested for an outstanding warrant um she's picked up at a biker bar in volusia county called the last resort
0: i love that
1: because of course it's the last resort. So
0: now we've got Zodiac and the last resort. It's we're going to have to make like a, bu- a bar bucket list. It's oh, true. Yeah.
1: Look at us coming up with ideas yeah, I write on the fly. Um, the police were also on the hunt for Tyria, and they actually found her the next day at home in PA um tyria this is why i think she's a jack wagon (laughs) quickly turns on eileen um she agrees to basically help the police force eileen to confess uh in exchange for all immunity from any persecution which now i read Mm.
0: conflicting reports Mm -hmm. i've read a story in which she was not coerced hardly at all like police barely had to be like will you flip on this. your
1: girl or yeah. what
0: <clears throat> And then I had heard a conflicting like I read conflicting information that said that she had that police really pushed her to this So I mean I guess it just depends on which narrative that you want to go down this.
1: I just I listened with. to some of the phone calls that she made to yeah. Eileen and mm-hmm. she's cold as ice she yes. didn't even sound she was like oh I'm so worried I'm gonna be persecuted she did not sound worried (laughs) not in the least yeah
0: and another and we'll get we'll we'll talk more
1: about it yes um so technically she's not a suspect um but she's actually a witness for the state uh they bring her back to florida they put her up in a hotel basically and she's coached on what to say i'm not sure if she had a script or not it sounded pretty like i said just cold as ice like
0: when I read the information, I kind of took it as um, they, the writer of this, rec- like the information that I read, made it sound as if the police were in the room with Tyria just coaching the shit out of her. Not to have yet another reference to Criminal Minds, but I think it's very similar to what we see in the sense that, like, they're not given anything necessarily. They're expected to kind of go on the fly, but they're intensely coached by law enforcement for right. what to beforehand. say. beforehand. Like, don't do this. Don't do that. Right. You need to make sure you mention this. Don't mention that. So it's probably a lot of that. I would have to take notes. Yeah. I'm like, can I get a script,
1: actually? Right. <laughs> Honestly, it would just be script. easier for everyone. <laughs> Um, so, Tyria has several phone calls with Eileen while she's being held. Um, she lies, bold-faced to Eileen, mm-hmm. um, and tells her that the police are harassing her sister and other family members. Um, now, keep in mind, we mentioned it last week, Eileen is head over God dang heels yeah. in love with this woman. So, keep that in the back of your mind while we're talking about this, the, you know?
0: One thing, when... The thing that I wanted to say, like, literally three minutes ago, was that <laughs> during during the phone call conversation, you can easily find this, and I'm going to have in the description linked a couple of documentaries that we found on YouTube specifically. There's mm-hmm. a shit ton of stuff out there. You can find pretty much anything that you want to find, but we watched two specifically by Nick Broomfield, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yes. They're on YouTube. We'll make sure they're linked in the description, both descriptions for you guys,
1: Um
0: but I was listening to the phone call also, and did you notice how Eileen, several times, I love you, I care about you, and Tyria said nothing.
1: Like, no thank you. Just She ad- didn't even acknowledge. She just breezed right on with the conversation.
0: Now, again, if we're following the two lines of logic, she's afraid of Eileen. Okay, if you're afraid of Eileen, you want to just push her to get this information and just be done with it. Right. I get it, but at the same time, like i don't know i don't have it in my heart to have somebody that i like claim to love say those kinds of things to me and not
1: even nope i don't know cold-hearted this bitch very is much cold-hearted. So. It,
0: the tone of it you're you guys are gonna have to go listen because honestly it's one of those things where you kind of have to listen to like the tone true. and the inflection and just see how you feel about it because like we've said several times this case follows two very plausible lines of logic i think it could go either way
1: absolutely um tyria does in these conversations talk about how she's innocent um and she uh shouldn't get into trouble for what eileen did um and that was exactly what was going to happen if eileen didn't confess right
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um she's crying she's begging and eventually again because eileen loves the shit out of her she agrees um, a week after her arrest, Eileen confesses to all of the murders. Um, she immediately claims that she killed in self-defense. Uh, all the men were trying to beat and rape her. Um, this does not, however, prevent authorities from giving her six charges of first-degree murder.
0: The thing that really gets me is that, like, Eileen was already in custody. hmm And I understand that it's easier to prosecute a murder if you get a confession but that's like your job as the police officers i don't know i just it doesn't sit right with me i can't really put my finger on why but i don't like it
1: i just and it's only going to get worse my friends
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) so this is a really this next little this little part is a really interesting twist in the story i think which just really adds a whole nother layer of fuckery
1: <laughs> too. I, and so i when i did the research for this i was like wait what and then i g- went down a rabbit hole of like reading news right. articles about this part and i was like wait what still
0: yeah <laughs> honestly so a little fun fact for you guys eileen was legally adopted at the age of 35 by whom you wonder well i'll tell you her name's <laughs> arlene prale she was 44 Um, She saw Eileen's photo and says, quote, she was compelled by God to help her.
1: Uh, uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: She wasn't, so, I'm going to try really hard to make sure that I don't fuck my shit up because I'm drinking. And Eileen and Arlene sound a lot alike. It's true. So, the adoptive mother, Arlene, was not allowed to visit eileen we'll call her lee in the documentaries that we watched, she was referred to as lee Mm -hmm. lee is kind of her nickname um we kind of went over that in the last episode so for this part to keep things from being confusing so arlene was not allowed to visit lee in jail because she wasn't family so obviously the logical step was for arlene and her husband to adopt eileen
1: again that's like two plus two equals seven i don't understand what
0: It was made legal in November of 1991. Trisha Jenkins was uh, the public defender assigned to Lee's case at the time, and she did not care for this whole situation. Because it's shady. It was weird. It's weird, right? Like, the the lawyer, Jenkins, claimed that um, Arlene was really distracting and made it difficult to work on Lee's defense because everything all of a sudden had to go through arlene first and anytime they would bring anything to lee to you know work on her defense they had to run it through mom like her new mom (laughs) Uh,
1: uh, that's just so cringy
0: another fun fact lee was immediately approached about movie and book offers this is I think this is part of the reason, too, why I get so heated, and I mentioned it last week briefly. I'm infuriated the about the fact that just because she's a woman, that's what makes this so interesting. Like, they weren't going to Ted Bundy with movies and book deals.
1: And he was, like, the superstar of serial killers. Yeah. Like. like,
0: I just... I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were. If they did, let me know I'm wrong. But I just... Immediately, like, she hasn't even... She's only been charged she was she hasn't even seen the inside of a courtroom at this point right and they're already like it's not it's not
1: even a year later and they're like let me have your story lady
0: it's insane so throughout all this time to help her navigate everything she acquires another lawyer who ends up kind of managing her defense this guy
1: this guy right here Uh
0: his name was steven glazer glazer
1: I like Glazer. Glazer. It's got a Z. It's spelled that way, right? Like
0: G-L-A-Z-E-R. Um, he advised her to pass on the book deals. He was citing the Son of Sam law um we're the gist of that is basically that you can't profit on off your own crime
1: which i did not know this was a thing yes it uh, does make sense it but does
0: <laughs> many states have this in place i would say it's pretty common in the u.s but it gets turned over a lot due to the first amendment
1: well yeah freedom my freedom freedom, freedom.
0: i why have laws i uh, whole <laughs> other thing <laughs> um Mr. Glazier is, uh, he's an interesting <laughs> fellow.
1: You can call me Dr. Legal. <laughs> he has... That's just, I envision, like, air guns and... Mm, mm, I mean, mm. it
0: basically was that. I mean, you could see it. I i can't recommend this documentary enough because, if nothing else, you get to see this guy. It's true. In all his glory. So he Quote went... Quote, unquote, glory. He went by Dr. Legal in his commercials and i'm no i'm no stranger to some like edgar snyder oh my <laughs> god
1: law commercials if you're from pa you know all about edgar yeah. snyder the one where he gets on his motorcycle oh. that one oh he's in jeans it's i'm like, like oh no no no, no. <laughs> Mm-mm.
0: they were everywhere so like i get it that's not that's not the weird part the the doctor legal is the weird part um he smokes a lot of pot. Good for him. Which I mean fine if you're not giving legal advice.
1: Well yeah. <laughs> and he there is that.
0: plays the guitar. He was also the one who suggested that Arlene adopts Lee.
1: Just when he started sounding cool, he goes and does some uh, shit uh, like that. It right. pisses me off. So <clears throat> this is gonna take us up to trial number one. Um because yes, there are a few of them. Mm-hmm. I feel like they tried every murder separately because they all happen, or most of them happen most in different counties. Mm-hmm. So, um, and
0: it's Florida. They're gonna get their blood.
1: They do. They. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways, um, it begins January fourteenth, nineteen ninety-two. Um, Eileen uh, is charged with the murder of Richard Mallory and with armed robbery. Um, things don't go well for eileen which when have they ever i mean mean, truly um first the prosecution was allowed to bring in evidence that related to her previous crimes crimes (laughs) her previous (laughs) crimes that were committed um florida again has a weird law it's called williams rule and it's used to establish a pattern of illegal activity
0: which happens sometimes but it's it's not super common
1: um most states actually don't allow it yeah
0: because it's it gives jury prejudice against
1: you absolutely from the gate
0: exactly which and that's is not it's not a that's not a fair trial folks that's
1: it not uh, to work. literally it, that's actually what happens basically <laughs> um uh, to Eileen's shock and dismay um, Tyria gets up on the stand so she can testify for the prosecution
0: and that if, that was when she finds out about Tyria's betrayal right yes I mean, yes because like, I don't
1: think she actually knew anything about it really because yeah. Tyria yeah. talked her mm-hmm. um, up until that very moment uh, Eileen, Eileen had no idea that Tyria was going to betray her or had already betrayed her yeah um tyria was unable to look in eileen's direction she answered the questions and then got the hell out of dodge yeah um this testimony her testimony Tyree has actually played like a gigantic role in the yeah. outcome yeah which
0: i mean it makes sense
1: and i feel as though it <clears throat> only served to piss eileen off more like you thought she was rage filled before right. Um, but now the one person that she thought she could trust literally was just like no you Actually, can't you, you cannot trust JK-LOL, me L O L Yep.
0: Eileen against legal advice testifies on her own behalf and this it it was heartbreaking, and, and I, I almost had to turn it off, because she she describes in detail... I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Susan and I don't get into a lot of the gory details, because this shit is... It's
1: purposeful, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's interesting to talk about, like, all of this kind of stuff. I really enjoy trying to get into the mind of a serial killer, a psychopath, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I don't need to talk about sexual assault I don't. in its gritty details. I'm good. I'm good. But she does and and to me it was impactful and I it really made me wonder like who the fuck was sitting on that jury like how like again I'm just too much of an empathetic person I really think because I don't know how you could watch this woman tell the story and be like yeah you're a cold-hearted murderer like Um, I just don't get
1: that so I think if her behavior would have stopped there yeah that would have been one thing, but because he was the first of seven, That's fair. I believe that that—that's fair. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: And that, like the previous stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just—it's it's rage-inducing to be honest. Um, she goes on to talk about how she killed Mallory in self-defense; that he was beating her, choking her, and ultimately raped her. She also talks about. How he put rubbing alcohol up her nose to the point of like suffocation and other parts of her body,
1: which mm-hmm. she gets
0: into detail. Just, I just imagine,
1: not. I will not either. <laughs>
0: her testimony was quite graphic. Um, you can see and hear it while watching the documentaries. Um, it's no surprise that Eileen lost her temper while being cross-examined because I think the cross is is really what got her
1: well I truly feel as though with somebody so unstable Mm -hmm. that they were it was basically in essence like poking the bear like what's gonna piss her off Mm -hmm. the most and how can we make that happen as soon as possible you know what I mean right
0: because they're just trying to prove a point absolutely that she's
1: an angry hooker
0: (laughs) right exactly um you know this whole thing it just really left a bad taste in the jury's mouth on January 27th 1992 the jury only took two hours to two, deliberate.
1: Two. Two hours. And came
0: back with a big fat guilty on all counts. Eileen is pissed. Pissed. And she yells out to the court, quote, Sons of bitches, I was raped. I hope you get raped. Scumbags of America.
1: And I feel as though that's when they were like sort of trying to handcuff her and like yeah. drag her out, basically. Mm-hmm. Because I've watched footage of that multiple times. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like she's so mad for somebody that did that to another human being, you mm-hmm. know? But
0: I, I I'm i not it. saying I
1: get it, but I, I sort of get it. Oh, right. I was going
0: to say, I get it, but not. Right. Man. Um, at the sentencing, which happened pretty much immediately, uh, so really great that she, you know, called them all some of the bitches, <laughs> there were psychiatrists speaking on behalf of the defense, and they claimed that Eileen was mentally unstable.
1: Which, was, Right,
0: hello. She was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder, as well as borderline, and if, I don't know if you guys have any experience with either of those but I know some people in my life that have mood disorders and I too am in the process of possibly getting diagnosed with a mood disorder and it's fucking
1: torture it's
0: torture and I've had a really sweet life in all comparison by comparison
1: I'm so fucking really moments
0: where it really wasn't that great (laughs) and so like I just borderline is so difficult to deal with untreated unmedicated like
1: especially because she's basically been on her own for what like 15 years at this point you know what i mean like i just
0: uh, the uh, jury though they give zero bucks zero, and they sentence her to death anyways um eileen's defense really wanted to bring in evidence that would speak to the shady behavior on mallory's part Suze had mentioned last week that he had served a sentence for attempted rape and was in a maximum security prison not specified in the rehabilitation of sexual offenders. Which Hello Mallory received eight years of treatment. And in 1961, they said that he had possessed strong sociopathic trends. The judge did not allow any of this information to be presented to the jury and denied Eileen's request for a retrial, which I think Son is so a fucked up But they were able to bring in her previous shit.
1: Well, Everybody is not... entitled to a fair trial, yeah? <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I get it. I, d- I do get it. Like, uh... <sighs> <Right>. guys, this <laughs> whole thing just leaves a really it can taste yeah. in my mouth just sip, sip, sip
0: my alcohol right oh, i need
1: it um so obviously we mentioned there's more trials uh the next few follow a slightly different pattern um Eileen's ends up at the best of her counsel pleading no contest to the murders of charles humphreys troy burris and david spears um during her statement to the court she says that she quote unquote wants to get right with god um, and that while Richard Mallory did violently assault her, the other men did not. They only started to, which
0: starting to is still something
1: though. Yeah, but it. I think it's it, all in okay. her brain scramble. It was, you know what I mean. I deserve this. I brought this on myself.
0: Okay. Well, and I do wonder sometimes if if it's a case that made me go. Okay, so was it one of those things where it didn't get out of hand, but she was expecting it to, and preemptively did something where maybe it didn't need to happen? So,
1: do you feel as though this has some PTSD undercurrents to it? Absolutely. Because when I was doing the research, and y'all, this case really hit me, like, real hard, because I, like most of you out there, just assumed that Eileen was just a really pissed off, angry Uh lady, and... Uh, not that what she did was right, but I get her feelings of was. rage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, one hundred
0: percent.
1: I would also be mad if so, that was my life. Well,
0: that's the thing about post-traumatic stress. Like I've been diagnosed with that since I was like fifteen, so more than half my life at this point. And that's the thing is that literally anything can trigger you. Mm-hmm. Literally anything can trigger you. Like I, I could go into a full-blown panic attack for very little. And it could be a smell, it could be a sound, it could be a feeling. Right. Literally anything. Like, my whole gig is that, like, my fight or flight response is always on. And so, like, my brain is constantly searching for threats that aren't there. So, like, I'm on high alert a lot. I'm curious
1: if that's where her brain was at. I
0: would imagine if it was the same way. She grew up in a violent, abusive household. I wasn't violently abused, but I lived in a household where that existed. Yeah. For a while. And so, I mean, that's where all mine stems according to my many therapists. (laughs) That's where a lot of it stems from. So I really do feel like it was probably, if Mallory did what she she said he did, there's no doubt in my mind that the other men were following suit, but they didn't get to that point because she didn't allow
1: it. Well, and I obviously everybody has fight or flight but eileen has always chosen fight yes literally cue balls canes (laughs) beer bottles cars it do not matter guns she that bitch about to throw down for
0: sure so i definitely i definitely would think that it has a lot to do with that um so
1: on may 15th 1992 she is given three additional death sentences because why I mean, how many times can you put a person... I I just don't get it. I I, I get it. I suppose it's just for... There
0: are states where that's the mandatory sentence for murder, so following that logic
1: yes. y'all in florida are buck wild i'm <laughs> telling you what
0: death for everybody um
1: the next month she pleads guilty to the murder of charles karskaden um which earns her another death sentence that brings us up to five in case you're missing the tally here
0: you're keeping counting home
1: but. um eileen pleads guilty to her final charge and receives yet another shocking death sentence um, she gets caught on camera saying something along the lines of how many times do you have to kill me this is bullshit you don't have to be doing this and that that is a direct quote i think it was from one of the documentaries mm-hmm. correct
0: she was referring to the fact that the governor i think at the time was up for reelection.
1: Mm-hmm. so it was like <laughs> we going hard yeah hard. Well,
0: and i can't help but feel as if they were really just
1: they're just proving a point. I
0: don't. Yeah, I was like, I don't mean to keep taking it back to like a gender place, but it, that the fact that she's a female is a prominent factor in this case right. specifically. And I just can't help but feel that because she was a woman who had sexual crimes in her past, it was a done fucking deal. I don't Absolutely. think there was anything. It very well could have been self defense. I don't think there was anything that she could have done or said that would have changed the outcome for her. No, I I agree. And. I just think that's because
1: again, at. we're just bringing it back. What she did was bad, terrible, terrible. She was kind of a shithead. You yes. know what I mean? Like she was would not, not a super awesome person. To be friends with her, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like she was just treated like shit, literally from birth until the end of her life. Like yeah. what a goddamn shame.
0: And post-traumatic stress is so unrecognized in anybody who's not a, like a military veteran. Like you, when I share with people that I have that, they're like, "What? You were in the army?" And like, I get it. I do. I understand. But trauma is trauma is trauma.
1: Oh, for because sure. It's like,
0: like while veterans have to deal with a level of trauma, I will never understand. Nor would I, I ever even want begin to understand to speculate on. Our brains are triggered in the same way. Oh, absolutely. And it's still a devastating effect. And I like that's what happened here
1: oh hundred percent 100%. Mm-hmm.
0: so next eileen gets put on death row for women at the broward correction institution she spends most of the day in solitary confinement and spent that time reading the bible like most people she said that she has found god in this way while the process of her appeals began Eileen just kind of hung out and she would read her bible and she drew her new mommy some pretty pictures fucking weird y'all in the doc that we watched you could like Eileen shows some of those pictures like on camera or at least shows that she has stacks of these things she's got pictures of Lee she's got like all this stuff and to me, it was very creepy the way that she kind of like showed this off. And
1: well, I think it's almost like a like an antique or yeah. something rare, and you know what I mean. It was weird. Mm. Um, I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, no. Arlene was really grateful for these drawings, <laughs> and the reason why uh, is because she had some big plans, guys.
1: Uh. That doesn't sound good.
0: She had ulterior motives. (laughs) Of course she Uh, did. Mommy Dearest was intending to start a museum of sorts. Turns out Eileen was looking forward to, or I'm sorry, turns out that she was trying to make money off of lee in the first place
1: i find this shocking yeah not at all
0: and that's the, the thing that really gets me is like book deals movie deals all this stuff was talked about immediately and then all of a sudden the strange woman comes swooping in and it's like i'm gonna legally adopt
1: you and, well, and 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 like eileen has not been victimized enough in her life right. she's literally at the lowest I, I would assume she the lowest point several death
0: sentences under her belt at this point
1: uh, that's the lowest point in your life mm-hmm. and they're just continuing to take advantage of her mm. it just makes me want to
0: under the guise of kool-aid providing. man through the <laughs> wall <laughs>
1: under the guise of providing love and comfort that's Ugh. what really kills me so icky if you're
0: gonna if you're gonna be shitty be shitty up front
1: absolutely like for sure
0: <laughs> just just call it for what it is Ugh. um so uh lee finds out about it she figures out that um her mom she's fucking pissed is not on her side and eileen was just looking forward to execution uh but she had to wait for the automatic appeals to be used up so for those of you who aren't super familiar with the legal process my bare bones knowledge includes uh once you get convicted of a crime there's basically an automatic process that starts after the fact and you well go through your you get x amount of appeals
1: yeah absolutely and some of them
0: are automatic some of them the lawyer has to file on
1: especially act. i feel as though with the death sentence because that's kind of serious well
0: yeah i mean it's final
1: but it's like that in, in every case it's just mm-hmm. I think they take some extra care, slash steps, slash you get more appeals when it comes to something like the death sentence.
0: And I think this is where, like, the automatic ones go in, because I don't believe that Eileen wanted any of them at this point. I think it should be noted that in one of the appeals, though, she had a new lawyer. And this guy tried to get her a new trial, completely, based on claims of poor representation, referring to Dr. Legal steve glazer dumbass apparently steve would get hella high before giving his client legal advice and was using eileen's interviews for profit
1: pisses me the fuck off this is a woman's life i don't care if she's a murderer i watched um i think i I can't remember if
0: i note it down here somewhere but i want to make sure it gets said i was watching the documentary and this later one nick broomfield the creator of them mm-hmm. gets called to the stand in this trial mm-hmm. in this appeal case because he was there with dr legal going <laughs> to visit and all this stuff
1: weren't they in the car i feel? So
0: at one point they're in the car and he asks uh broomfield asks glazer like how long is the drive to the jail and his reply was it's a six or seven joint ride six or seven joints and then he proceeded to smoke six to seven joints
1: y'all i would be dead on the floor (laughs) sound asleep after i ate my body weight in shitty food
0: i have a stupid high tolerance like at this point i've been smoking for quite a long time and it doesn't do much to me in like one like one sitting but six to seven joints and then trying to give legal advice i would make zero sense
1: i wouldn't even be able to get out of the fucking car (laughs) i'd be like (laughs) and just go in the mush on the ground so i think that
0: really speaks to his own tolerance (laughs) at that point of things. Um, Everybody was trying to profit off Eileen because police were also trying to score some movie deals themselves.
1: It just Um, makes me feel creepy crawly. I don't have
0: a lot of the details because the script was clocking in at quite a long time to begin with, hence the two-parter in the first place. Um, But basically... There was a couple of police officers involved, from what I'm understanding. Um, Another officer is the one that actually found them out, if I remember correctly. He got harassed, was pushed to quit. It was a whole thing. And these police officers were actually working with Tyria. Allegedly. Allegedly. um, To push eileen to confess in the first place so they then could make these movies and things
1: that's so gross gross bad y'all are bad i feel
0: like there should be also another law that says that law enforcement also can't i mean i get it we wouldn't have like great books like mind hunter and like all this stuff if we didn't have men like FBI agents and all that kind of stuff like writing them
1: but maybe when you're retired but like I feel as though while you're still serving in that capacity you shouldn't be able to be like trial like she's
0: still getting appeals and stuff like how
1: and I don't know if you guys noticed but the timeline for her court dates was like bing bam boom like which
0: never fucking happened they were not
1: fucking around no they
0: like straight like straight to jail do Uh not pass go do not collect $200 it's just right there Um, she gets transferred to Florida State Prison for execution she wrote no the new lawyer writes an appeal to the US Supreme Court gets denied in 1996 in 2001 Eileen petitions the Florida Supreme Court herself she stated her intentions to dismiss her legal counsel and to terminate all pending appeals.
1: That's so sad. Yeah. But I suppose after that much time in jail, At just... At that point, I think I'd want to die, too. Yeah. I just want to be gone. Mm. Um, so Eileen wrote in part, and I quote... I killed those men, robbed them as cold as ice, and I'd do it again, too. There's no chance in keeping me alive or anything because I'd kill again. I have hate crawling through my system. I am so sick of hearing this she's crazy stuff. I've been evaluated so many times. I'm competent, sane, and I'm trying to tell the truth. I'm the one who seriously hates human life and would kill again. End quote.
0: Mm. Chills.
1: Yes, I. Don't like it. I um, it just <laughs> blows my mind because throughout all this time, her defense attorneys continue to claim she is mentally incompetent mm-hmm. slash unstable, which I I think she might could be.
0: I feel like it just again. I feel like we're following the two trains of logic here. Like I hear, I see that, and I'm like, okay. This is either a super angry psychopath who absolutely is killing in cold blood, which she very well may. That could be the component here. That could it's be true. the undercurrent of everything. doesn't change the fact that she is also severely mentally ill. Absolutely. And how that has not been taken care of. So who knows how that warped her thought processes.
1: <sighs> um, Eileen argues... Uh, She's very aware of what she was doing at the time. Um, the court actually appoints a psychiatrist who, indeed, agrees with Eileen yeah. and says, yeah, right as rain. Mm-hmm. Um, September 30th, 2002, uh, good old Governor Jeb Bush mm-hmm. um, grants a stay of execution for Eileen. He orders a mental examination for competence to withstand the execution. Whatever the fuck that means.
0: So, where. Like, the next, like, the next point, basically, Mm -hmm. is, like, kind of explaining the law, but I think this is not uncommon in states that they want to make sure that, like, you understand what's going to happen.
1: So, I, that has been an argument in some executions that I've read of, like, if the inmates mental capacity isn't up to snuff or you know what I mean like that kind of thing but in my experience they mostly just do it anyways I was gonna say
0: I don't (laughs) I guess I just don't really see the logic behind that like what's like they were competent enough for you to sentence them to death, why would they not be competent enough for you to carry through that sentence?
1: Well, because apparently Florida law states that the inmate cannot be executed unless they understand two things, one of which is why they were sentenced to death, and two, that execution does indeed result in death.
0: So that makes me wonder, like who was it that made that <laughs> law game? it's like the whole like mcdonald's coffee situation mm-hmm. like what happened? why would you
1: put the coffee in your crotchular area and right. then operate a vehicle just curious
0: <laughs> you'd be surprised um but i mean i just it does make me wonder like what what had happened that what made ha- what them had be like you know what guys we need to make sure that they understand that we are, in fact, killing you.
1: Well, because back in the day, I feel like they'd just be like, yep, uh, so you're dead. We're, sh- we're stringing you up. No questions asked. You are guilty. Okay, yeah. great. You know. No, for sure. So, I, I get it. They're trying to be fair.
0: In this situation, particularly, I can understand. Because there's a lot of speculation as to what Eileen's mental state is. Right. So, I can understand that. As a general rule, I don't know. I mean, I don't have to understand every law. They
1: baited a law. whatever Um, so three different state appointed psychiatrists conclude that Eileen is indeed competent and the stay of execution is lifted Um, this is when Eileen sort of goes bananas Mm. in my personal opinion I think she just basically had enough Um, she begins to accuse the prison staff of a whole list of things um, tainting her food trying to get her to commit suicide Excessive strip searches, tight handcuffing, frequent window checks, um, intentional low water pressure, mildew on her mattress, catcalling. She claimed that they were doing all of these things so that she would actually look insane. Um, She did go as far as to boycott showers and food trays when certain officers were on duty.
0: Now, to play devil's advocate.
1: It could all be true.
0: (laughs) I... I watch, I watch a lot of dumb shit, and so I've watched a lot of, like, documentaries and, like, things, like, I used to be obsessed with, like, Locked Up, like, <laughs> that show. Like, it gives you, again, it's all edited for TV, but it does give you some kind of idea, and, like, I've heard personal testimonies from correctional officers talking about how they would fuck with inmates, so, like, I just don't think it's that far from the realm of possibility that if they're trying to profit off of this chick... Why would
1: they not? Especially back then before everybody had a god dang cell phone and, you know, right. all the things that we have now. Not that make it a little
0: bit more mm-hmm, difficult yeah,
1: to... Misbehave, yeah, misbehave, if you will. Yeah, do such things. Be a total douche. Can I mean,
0: know? but, like, in the prisons, I mean, it's a whole it's they have their own way of doing things their own like laws if you Mm -hmm. will like it's a whole ecosystem
1: (laughs) i I like that description because it literally is like nothing we will i I mean you and i have not not experienced
0: (laughs) oh my god but so i mean like but in in, on the other side of that coin it very well could be things that were just made up in her head
1: it's true maybe she did her father was way it's true and obviously her grandparents were not the most no competent people in the universe
0: i would love to know because the grandparents were diane's parents right the maternal grandparents Mm -hmm. so i would love to know what the psych background would like was of i mean her dad's parents
1: oh it's true you know what i mean I like, can only imagine it's no God.
0: fucking joke. Like that also an eighteen year old man
1: married a fourteen year old girl. Ew. Right. <laughs> that's what
0: I think of any time somebody's like, We need to go back to the fifties. It was so much simpler. Like really though? Was it was it simpler? For who? For white middle class men. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, not even though it doesn't seem True. like marrying at eighteen. La. I don't know. Maybe it's just too like things are just like, it's night and day differences generationally for sure for sure but like I couldn't I'm 32 and I couldn't I could not make that life decision for myself then I'm barely capable of making it for myself now true that girl like I couldn't imagine I said ser- I don't want children not at any point couldn't imagine having a
1: child at 14 good god you're still a kid we share barbies <laughs> <laughs> If I had a drink in my mouth, it would be spit all over this microphone. <laughs> Can't <couldn't> help myself. <laughs> so,
0: anyways, now that I've completely embarrassed myself, before Eileen gets executed, um, there was an Ohio group that called Florida
1: support wherever whatever that is. To well, un- I think because y'all are wilding out <laughs> in Florida, they were just Obviously, like m- killing people. I mean, right sideways granted legally but like dear lord I, I feel as though them and texas are tied for i was like, just gonna
0: say i remember
1: huh texas uh, you're another name? one
0: ron white stand-up comedian yeah part of the redneck guys
1: <laughs> redneck boys whoever they were yeah know. wasn't it like <laughs> jeff foxworthy and yeah, all them okay yeah all yep. of
0: them. so I, I remember it distinctly on um the ron white stand-up special I watched a lot of Comedy Central in high school. <laughs> and
1: I'm reserving um, judgment.
0: But there wasn't a lot. <laughs> I snuck it because I wasn't allowed. But, you know, I got my kicks where I could. And But I do remember him making a joke about how um, Texas, like, recently implemented that law where that if you had, if two or more people saw you kill somebody or commit a crime, you get put to the front of the execution line. And he, like, made a joke about, how most states were in the active like actively trying to repeal the death penalty and texas was putting in like an express lane it's
1: literally <laughs> which,
0: I, which is funny but it's true uh,
1: well and i feel as though florida was basically along or is still i feel along the same lines
0: let forget us forget about us texas. let us compete <laughs> um so this group they attempted to stay her execution, citing her extreme mental illness, but this motion was denied. And also, I think at that point, it's kind of disrespectful because, I, I mean, I don't know how public her wishes were made. But at this point, I mean, if she wants if she wants to go, just just let it happen. Like, at this point, we're just dragging out and making her life more difficult than it has to be. Let her like it executed. hasn't
1: already been bad enough. Mm-hmm um
0: nick Broomfield caught the words thanks a lot society for railroading my ass on camera during one of her trials or, I, It was, i can't
1: quite remember it was an interview and i think she thought the microphone That's was it. dead and mm-hmm. it was not so he actually was still recording when yep, she said that you're right because she
0: also said that it was truly self-defense but that she was sick of being on death row after 10 years and just wanted to die and that's kind of where I'm saying, like, at that point, like, did the Ohio group have good intentions? Sure. But does that matter? No. No. <laughs> it doesn't. Like, your intentions only matter. It, they, they rarely do. It, like, let's be real about it. Um, so, Eileen was executed on October 9th, 2002, by lethal injection. She declined the last meal and decided to go with a coffee instead. A woman after my own heart. I was like, oh. My blood, my blood is basically coffee at this point. Uh, her last words were, quote, yes, I would like to say I'm sailing with the rock and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus. June 6th, like the movie. Big mothership and all. I'll be back. Does that sound like the words of a sane
1: person to you? Not even remotely. Yeah. Mm Mm-mm. But she was competent. (sighs) Sigh. Um, So Eileen was only the second woman in Florida to be executed and was the 10th overall since the United States reinstated capital punishment in 1976. Um, She was cremated. Um, her ashes were scattered by a tree in her hometown by her friend Dawn, which if you watch any of the documentaries, Dawn really holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, she truly seemed to be the only person that was, like, an actual real friend of Eileen, Mm -hmm. um... They grew up together, they went through a lot of hard times together, and she's saved every letter and picture and everything that Eileen sent her.
0: And did not immediately sell it for profit. Right. Which I think is unfortunately something we should specify. (laughs) Yes. Well,
1: sadly, a lot of people in Eileen's life were only out to make money off of her. Like, literally everyone, so... Um, there was a funeral service held uh, where they played the Natalie Merchant song titled Tiger Lily um, apparently this was another weird fact Eileen spent a lot of her time on death row listening to the album Carnival um, and Natalie oh, yeah. Marchant actually I believe said like I'm so glad that I could give her some sort of comfort yeah. in such obviously a difficult circumstance you know what I mean
0: I feel like a lot of people who I feel like music matters to everybody but I feel like people who are like depressed and I'm talking like depressed wants to end your own life depressed like music means so much to me Mm -hmm. and some days I need the lyrics and some days I need like the beats and some days I just need other parts of it but right I could see why she would have like you know you get stuck on a song that means something to you oh for sure it makes complete sense absolutely maybe she was trying to get back at the guards like oh you annoy me I'll put the shit
1: on repeat, right. yo. <laughs> well, what is that tactic where they just play the same song oh, yeah, over so and torture, over to like, try and super, yeah. force people out of, mm-hmm, like, hostage situations and mm-hmm. stuff?
0: Or even to, like, torture a human. Like, that's also a torture tactic, from what I understand. Because remember that one episode of The Walking Dead? before yes, we watched mm-hmm. it, before it got real weird,
1: before Glenn died, Yeah. that's what killed it for mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm, personally, mm-hmm.
0: I still remember you being hysterical, yes, I love upset. Glenn, um, but there was a part in which I think it was Daryl, maybe, who got like locked up, and they oh, played mm-hmm. that song, that yep. obnoxious fucking song, it was yep. so
1: loud, when he had the A, yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: yeah, so I could see, maybe, like maybe, I don't know. I would. The petty part of me inside would be like, well, fuck you guys.
1: (laughs) I don't... When I get emotional, I want to listen to the same song 14 Mm -hmm. times in a row. Yeah. Or the same whatever.
0: Mark hasn't listened to new music since, like, 2002. No judgments. Also me. Mm. (laughs) So I get it. He always makes fun of me because I'll be, like, listening to, like, new music. I'll be like, what is this? I'm like, it is... You're such an old man. Don't worry about it.
1: Same. Same, same (laughs) Mark. Same.
0: (laughs) So we kind of have a few... So that's basically the story of Eileen, Uh, we have a few little miscellaneous facts about the psychopathy checklist that they they use that to determine the presence of psychopathy in humans. Which I didn't know that this existed.
1: Me either. It's a whole rabbit hole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
0: I'm definitely going to do, like, a deep dive on this. And, like, I'm thinking about maybe at some point doing just kind of, like, a deep dive into, like, these kinds of things that they use for, like, inmates and stuff. I think that would be really interesting. Oh, for sure. Um, So, it's a 20-item checklist of antisocial and interpersonal behaviors. They're this, like, evaluation, if you will.
1: I think that's the best term, yeah. yeah. It's
0: conducted in, like, semi-structured kind of interview style dealies. Um, And they also have, like, they couple it with, like, a review of, like, other official records. Like, in Eileen's case, I would assume it was, like, the court records Mm -hmm. and, like, any other psychiatrist that she saw. Right. Probably her medical records when she tried to commit suicide and things like that. So, there's a a total possible score of 40. The cutoff for being a psycho is thirty.
1: Thirty. Keep that number in mind.
0: Eileen scored a thirty-two.
1: Mm-hmm. Thirty-two out of forty is not good she in this case.
0: Absolutely met <laughs> the criteria. She, ab- oh <laughs> she absolutely met the criteria for her diagnosis. Like one hundred thousand percent. So while she may have been competent and like was able, you can be smart and and logically understand things that are being said to you. Right. And still be mentally ill. Yes. Like, that's that's completely possible. So I do find it really odd that she was deemed competent. although I do think it was the mercy, like the merciful thing to do in her situation. Yes. Um, they definitely believed, big shocker here, guys, that Eileen's childhood, her abuse and her career in sex work damaged her.
1: Wh- what? I know. You're telling me growing up like that and being thrown to the wolves at the age of... 11 yeah can fuck you up
0: same with her mother's abandonment and grandmother's ignorance of the abuse that she suffered as a child
1: i feel as though the ignorance should come with an asterisk because i do believe grandma knew she had to have known some yeah. of what was going on but I just she turned a feigned, blind eye yeah, to I right, it i
0: think she fa- to be emotionally and mentally abusive is just as bad if not worse in some cases because a bruise a bruise will go away Yeah. A mental scar, though, will not.
1: That shit stays with you. For Mm -hmm. life. Truth.
0: There's a lot of things that, like, I'm still working through and struggling with. Right. And, like, it, again, I had a great childhood (laughs) in comparison, for sure, for sure. I had an amazing grandmother who loved me very much. I had a roof over my head. I had food in my belly. And I was not getting the shit kicked out of me. But, you know, like, it's just the feigned ignorance is almost... I feel like the cherry on top of a really fucked up Sunday.
1: It's literally a shit (laughs) Sunday. Just a gigantic, (laughs) steaming, poop Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys know this, but Eileen was represented um, on screen in a film called Monster. Mm -hmm. Uh, Came out in 2003. Um, It's Charlize Theron's portrayal that won her a Best Actress Oscar um her physical transformation has been much discussed because i don't know if you know this but charlize is a damn fine looking woman
0: beautiful
1: but also eileen was too before hard living really you know took its toll on her so i have actually not watched the movie
0: i haven't either it's one of those (sighs) things where like i wasn't allowed i have a very distinct memory of my grandmother watching it I spent a lot of time with her as a kid. And coming, like, into the living room, like, around the corner and it being a scene, a graphic scene of not great things happening and my grandmother just shouting at me to get, like, out of the room. And she explained to me later... Well, she told me earlier, she's like, I'm going to watch this movie, and you're not allowed to watch it. Right. Like, point blank period, like, go do something with yourself, basically. And at that age, 2003, I was getting ready to, like, enter high school. Like, I was doing my own thing.
1: I was older than that.
0: Well, I mean, still doing our own thing. Mm
1: That's
0: (laughs) fine. And I came in to, like, ask her something, and she, like, told me to get out. And I think it's just one of those things that, like... In my head, I'm not allowed to watch it, even though
1: I'm a grown adult,
0: and I can. So I I
1: (laughs) wanted to watch it while I was doing research. That motherfucker is not streaming for free anywhere. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So, at least not that I could find. I don't know. I guess my tech wizardry is, it's literally zero, you guys. (laughs) I'm old. It's (laughs) fine. I've accepted it. Um, But I do intend to watch it at some point. It just, even the thought of it back then when it came out was almost too traumatizing for me um
0: i have a really hard time watching sexual assault mm -hmm. getting depicted yes i've had my own situations where i just like i just can't i just can't i don't
1: i um, watched boys don't cry which Mm. is another oscar winning Mm. film and literally was like hysterical i had to turn it off yeah i know how the story ends i don't know how the film ends type of status (laughs) and i think this would be a lot of the same thing for me personally so but at some point
0: i think watching and learning the real details is is, is, it's it's good
1: I Well, and I don't know. I honestly feel in this case, real life is potentially worse than any sort of, like, dramatic film could be.
0: Although now, I mean, like I mentioned in the last episode, I listened to the shit out of Killer Queens. And um, they did an extensive episode on Eileen as well. And that was kind of the first time that I really got to learn about her background and things like that. And it just really brought to light a lot of things that made me think, okay, like I, I am curious to know how the movie did. Like yeah. How? And again, this is a this is a controversial case, and these are the kinds of the ones that I like to talk about the most because it could go either way. Do I have empathy for Eileen? Absolutely, but she's still a fucking murderer.
1: She's a fucking serial killer. You know what I
0: mean, like she still the, killed uh, seven men.
1: Bitch was she, not in the right. She's I, not hmm. by
0: any means. But I find it. I find. I find it interesting, like the moral, like walking like a, a moral line, like that's a little bit more like ambiguous. It's just not as clear.
1: It's not black and white. There's yeah. a lot of gray areas here. I mean, obviously, murder is wrong, right. and murder we all is know bad that. And
0: that is black
1: and white. <laughs> but had her upbringing been any shade of not horrifying, that yeah. she would not have turned out like this. You know. Yeah.
0: Well, and who knows? Maybe she would have.
1: Maybe she would have
0: but i think that i mean we'll obviously never know
1: um just to bring things back to our obsession with drag queens, drag queens um a parody cover version of dolly parton's jolene which if you have not listened to it go listen to it i would recommend the version of her with pentatonix personally say, because is so
0: fucking good it is so good
1: dolly uh. parton is my queen i worship at the throne of I mean, dolly parton she's such
0: an amazing lady
1: Talk about cool. Um, so they did a parody cover version of Jolene called Eileen. Um, they dedicated it to oh. Eileen Warnos. Oh, we're going to have to find this. Oh, girl, you haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. No. Um, so it's featured on Mr. Drag Queen Willem.
0: Oh, I love Willem. I do, too. I don't
1: I don't know if you guys are Drag Race fans, but... shes
0: great super awesome you should you should watch willem um
1: there's also a musical video featuring ms Gigi gorgeous um she's actually the one that portrays eileen and that came out in 2018
0: i can see that i really like Gigi.
1: i like her a lot she beautiful
0: yes i love drag queens
1: we both (laughs) yep
0: by the time you will be hearing this we will have already met the Boulay Brothers.
1: Uh, we call them big and little, brothers. you guys. Uh-huh. Oh my god. I love
0: it. Um, if there's anybody out there listening who shares our obsession for drag queens, like, let us know, because like let's talk about that. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> uh, we could start a whole other podcast we, with just drag queens. We literally
0: could have like, a If I wasn't jam. all
1: in on true crime, drag queens would be my next yeah, right. jam.
0: Keep that in my back pocket.
1: Yeah, for later.
0: So that's it, guys. That is Eileen Warnos in two nutshells
1: and i just i'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about it because i know this can definitely be a polarizing topic Mm -hmm. i mean obviously murder in general is like (laughs) but um i'm curious to hear what you guys want to yeah what you think honestly how you feeling because I was almost in tears doing the research. Yeah, it took me like a very like a lot more days than it should have because I was just really traumatized. This chick
0: bangs out research like nobody I've ever seen before, and I this one took her a hot minute. And she, I, like, was and and sure she was waiting and waiting, and I was like,
1: "I'm doing it. I'm well, working and then
0: on it." I'm pretty sure I texted you, and I was like, "Well, now I know. Mm-hmm. I know why." She literally was gone.
1: like, "I get it now," and I was like, <laughs> "I knew TV you were. Take me to
0: like write it. <laughs> I'm having that issue now with the scripts that we're doing for next time because that one's also sad.
1: Well, so this Eileen's case is tragic. It's horrible. Everything that she did is horrible. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, she's just a traumatized little girl.
0: I think that it really highlights how shitty we treat people who have mental health issues. And while we're in 2022 now... And it's gotten slightly better. We've still lost some really great people. Robin Williams, Kate Spade. Like, look at these people. Chester from Lincoln Park. Like, we've lost some really amazingly talented Mm -hmm. people because they were just suffering. And I think at the end of the day, if we take nothing from this, let's take... Check in on yourselves. Check Mm -hmm. in on your friends. Mental health is important. Everybody should be taking care of themselves. And sometimes person who seems like the strongest in your life might actually be suffering the most so like check in with each other once in a while dudes let's like spread a little bit of love yeah with us as we mentioned before we are on all the social medias we've got instagram we've got facebook we've got twitter everything's going to be linked in the description for you we post our shopping list on fridays episodes come out on sundays anything you want to say to the peeps
1: no you, co- so you covered it all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and hanging out with us, and we will catch you next time.
1: Bye. Bye.